What's up, Sports Ethos World? Welcome to Jared and Jared Supermax, a salary cap fantasy NBA podcast. That's the full title, like Dr. Strange Love or How I Learn to Stop Worrying and Love the Bond. Uh, my name is Jared, and I am here. I'm Jared King. I'm here with Jared Russo. Jared, how you doing? I'm I'm afraid because I let you host and start the podcast, and I don't know what the topic's going to be. Someone oh, please help me. Yeah. Help! So today we're going to switch up and talk about football. I'm totally kidding. Um, we're not going to do that. But but we are going to talk about some trade candidates, the trade deadline, and how this could impact your team as we start to head towards the All-Star break and the fantasy playoffs in the next month or so. So we're going to go through some candidates. We're going to start off with two trades that have happened in the last couple of days. I want to talk about what the impact is for these players on these new teams, whether they're worthy of being picked up now or whether they should be dropped. What's their new rule going to be? Let's talk about those two to start. So we're going to start with the Blazers and Clippers. Uh, there were draft picks involved. There's draft picks involved in basically every single trade now, that I believe. Um, but the players to note in this one, the Clippers acquiring Robert Covington. Robert Covington. I almost said, I don't know what I just said. Robert Covington and Norman Powell. Blazers acquiring Eric Bledsoe, or the former shell of a player that is Eric Bledsoe, and Justice Winslow. So, Jared, what is the value now for Robert Covington and Norman Powell? Is it trending up, trending down? Are these guys that you should go out and try to get? Uh, Norman Powell is a name I flirted with before because his contract is quite cheap. It's 15.5, relatively speaking. And Robert Covington, almost 13. I've actually picked them both up at some points. That's tricky. I would imagine their value might have a slight tick up, but maybe just sort of stays the same. It's hard making heads or tails of this Clippers team. Um, it, it is, especially with the fact that uh, if we go back a couple of months ago, Paul George is playing at that point. Um, and there's a lot of hope for the Clippers organization that Kawhi Leonard is back and playing maybe before the playoffs. That was what a lot of people believed. And now it's trending towards they're both going to miss the rest of the season and the playoffs. Yeah, they're going to miss that all. They're packing it into the season. So the sort of engine that powered the Clippers was Eric Bledsoe and, and Reggie Jackson. And then there are nice instances of Terrence Mann and Brandon Boston Jr. and Isaiah Hartenstein, our favorite player. And there was a lot of consistency with, with Ivica Zubac. But um, mm-hmm. maybe Powell and Covington start to be the engines that kind of like, right, you know, like I could see their, I could see them being like, not even just fringe waiver wire guys, but like maybe maybe you might think about it um, if you got some cap to to shed. Um, I might be in that position actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, this actually might be a sneaky pickup. But the flip side, everyone who's going to the Trailblazers, nah, no. Uh, nah. The only guy that I think could possibly do anything of note is I keep. Since the Heat drafted him back in, I believe, 2015, I've continuously held out hope for Justice Winslow. And nope. uh, it's never it's never been hope that's, uh, you know, come to full fruition. And I keep thinking maybe, maybe, but gonna I don't happen. think that's going to happen. 
Uh, for me, Norman Powell is the guy that is most interesting in this deal. Um, I flirted with him coming onto my team when he was with the Blazers. I feel like he might have a bigger role now moving forward with the uh, Los Angeles Clippers, um, especially with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, both basically done for the year in the playoffs. Um, yeah, I might have to rush and try to beat you to pick up Norman Powell now. If he's available. I don't know if he's available in our league. Right? I don't think I have quite enough money. Like, I just picked up Jalen Suggs, and if I drop him, I only have $14 million. So I might just hang on to Suggs. Um, I don't think this deal is too too consequential. I think Norman Powell and Covington are, um, are were two dudes that you might have held on to in certain leagues. If you're listening to this, you're in a salary cap league. So, I mean... I mean, they were kind of already borderline. I mean, maybe they're speculative speculative ads if one of your bigger players goes down. Like if you have like a guy making, you know, 20 plus million who's on IR, maybe you kind of think about it. Um, It really depends on like how many like lower level players who might be better on cheaper deals. Like, oh, Jalen Green or Jalen Suggs, for instance, are like heating back up. And those were rookies that were dumped early on. Like, you know, I mean... It's really hard to know whether they're worth picking up and spending the money on because I feel like that's a, that's a, I feel like that's like a lot of money you might want to use towards upgrading something else or using to kind of break up into smaller parts. I don't know. Yeah, that's very fair points. Um, both players making their Clippers debuts tonight uh, when they host the Milwaukee Bucks. So we'll kind of maybe next week we'll have a better idea of what that role is for those two on the Clippers. Um, another trade made just a few hours ago uh the cleveland cavaliers acquire karis Levert from the pacers in exchange for some picks and the expiring contract of ricky rubio so as far as the pacers go they're not getting anything as far as players for this season what is karis Levert? what is his value for the cleveland cavaliers and for your fantasy team so karis Levert was a guy i was afraid of taking in any league and I'm looking at his numbers, and I'm sort of astounded that he's just been hidden on a roster, not mine, and at no point have I ever given any thought or consideration to this man, which is a shame because we all loved him when he was in Brooklyn, right? Mm-hmm. He was talking of town. I mean, Brooklyn's not really a town, it's a borough, but I am, like, flabbergasted. He put up 42 points. Five rebounds, eight assists, what, two days ago? And then on ESPN, Uh, it has this cool thing that says, there's a gap, and it says, previously with Indiana, acquired by Cleveland. And today, on the February 6th, Cleveland's playing Indiana. Um, Yeah, the trade happened about two hours before tip-off. I was kind of hoping that they would uh, let Levert play for the the Cavs tonight, but uh, that didn't happen. I I am so curious to see what he does in Cleveland because they're clearly clicking despite losing Rubio and Sexton. I don't know how he fits. Maybe he starts. Maybe he's a, a volume scorer like he's been doing. Maybe he just fades away. This is so tough to figure out Cleveland because they're mm-hmm. so like the like Garland is so ball dominant. And they're so oriented around their bigs. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if the chemistry is going to fit. I, I don't know 
how comfortable he's going to be in whatever sort of system he's it's god i i just imagine that like he's what is he owned in 90 yeah nine more than 92 percent of leagues. Yeah, it's a pretty high percentage yeah so at this point you're not looking whether you want to pick him up you're looking at do i deal him like do i sell high on him and do i buy low on him I guess if you're competing I mean, for a playoff spot, you're thinking about buying him. Wow, 17.5 is a lot of money, though. But he's been good. Yeah, he is. Ah, it's, he was playing. I had him last season before the Harden trade went down. And he ended up on the uh, on the Pacers. Um, and he did very well for me in the little bit of time I had before that trade was made. And then he ended up having, I forget what it was exactly, but it was some form of cancer. Um, was found during his physical. He ended up being yeah, out it was, for it was something, a couple months. Something. It was weird. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously we're all happy that he's back playing. And it didn't take him that long, really, considering what happened. Um, but I, I, I kind of want to, like, watch a few Cavaliers games and see how it is he fits before I'm pulling the trigger on using that much cap room on him. Because it could be a situation where he comes off the bench. It really could be. Um, they've already picked up Rondo. Rondo's been playing off the bench. Garland's been starting. Um, but you don't know how he's going to fit, how they're going to decide to go with that starting uh, guard rotation in Cleveland. Here's what I'll say. A number of ways there. I'm going to make a declaration. If you have him and people are asking about him, I would sell high. I, I'm not quite sure he's going to be as good or better on Cleveland than he was on like whatever the hell the Pacers team is who really only have like Sabonis because like Brogdon's been out and like they've been a weird mess. I would sell high on him. I would get rid of the 17.5. In our league, he's averaging 23 fantasy points a game, which like is not quite worth the money. I would sell high on him. I would would let whoever wants to trade for him deal with the consequence of whatever his new role is going to be and his new production I really have a hard time envisioning it's going to go up. Maybe it stays the same. I don't know. I would I would sell high. I would get rid of them. And a salary cap league, yeah. I'm going to make I'm okay. going to mark my claim no. on that. How's that sound? All right. No, no. We're going to revisit it. We'll get to see him play a couple uh, games this week hopefully before we uh before we come back next week and we'll see how you did. We'll see how that declaration stands. How, um, how many board bets do we have? We should have more board bets where we like, I think this guy's going to do better. I think you're wrong. And then at the end of the season, we like, we really tally should. Up. We really, we should. really should. Oh, man. Uh, we need to start doing that. We're going to start taking those week. down. Yeah, we start taking those down next week. Okay. Um, and we're going to see those play out over the rest of the season. Now, we're going to head into some guys who are heavily rumored to be moving uh, in the next few days. I'm going to start off with this caveat. I have left two guys out who more than likely will be bought out when they're moved. Uh, that's Goran Dragic of the Toronto Raptors. The Raptors have been playing very well, but Dragic only played five games for them. So more than likely, I don't see him being actually dealt. I see him being uh, probably bought out, ending up on a team, maybe Dallas, uh, may, you know, some contender who needs a point guard um, ending up there. The other one that I really haven't seen much trade buzz, but a lot of potential buyout movement about, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, is uh, if you see anything different, is Thad Young um, could end up any number of places by a trade or contract buyout. But what I'm seeing right now is a lot of contract buyout talk with him post deadline. Um, so those two guys, I don't really have. I'm not going to go through on this list. 
But I do have a few trade candidates and teams that I want to talk with you about and kind of get your feel on what you think might happen this week. Um, so we're going to start off. Carousel Vert traded from the Pacers today. Earlier this season, they have said they were talking about dealing both DeMontis Sabonis and Miles Turner. Do you think either gets dealt and what would be a good fit for either one of them? I, there's no way they, they're getting rid of Sabonis. There's no way, right? I mean, like, the haul you get is incredible, but, like, I don't know. You're getting picks to draft a young, good player who's hopefully an all-star like Sabonis, who I think might like living there. I would get rid of Turner. I'm not quite sure if they're going to. I don't know. Like, it's so hard to read them. Um, yeah. They're in NBA purgatory. I think they, they might really find are. someone for Turner. Or they just found someone for Karis Levert because um, they're all really playing well. And then maybe you just really focus on Holiday and Duarte and Brogdon. God, <laughs> there's so much internet smoke around like what makes sense, but then none of these teams do what makes sense. Like, oh, just right. get rid of Miles Turner and give him to Charlotte. They need a center. And then like that, that stuff never works out. Um, I'm always more interested in, in like the rumors that end up being true or the ones where it's like the, the Cavaliers are interested in this person or the Cleveland Cavaliers are interested in buying at the deadline. Like those are the ones right. that are, make more sense than like, do we get rid of them? Because like half the time or more than half the time, they never really get rid of them. And then it's, it, it just goes nowhere. Um, for me personally, the, the team that I'm looking at for Miles Turner, the team you just mentioned, Charlotte, that's a team that makes a lot of sense. I don't know what the trade would be. But as far as a team that will be looking to acquire uh, a five, Miles Turner makes a lot of sense for that team. He can move up and down the court with a Lamelo Ball, with a Miles Bridges, with the guys they have there. Um, that would be my destination for Miles Turner. Sabonis is a tough fit, and if I'm the Pacers, I'm trying to keep him because he's just he's really really good on a really really good deal. Um, I, I wouldn't be incentivized to move him unless somebody just blows me away with an offer. That's not going to happen. No one's going to blow anyone away with any offer. No, right, like, right, right. Every time I hear like, oh, they could trade Jalen Brunson if they get wowed by an offer. No one's going to do that. Yeah. Free agent. Um, I mean, it's, it's always possible. It's always possible. I don't think as a Magic fan, we didn't expect to get the deal that we did for Nikola Vucevic last year. Um, two first round picks, Wendell Carter, and then, you know, Otto Porter's contract, which is pretty good for, for Vooch. Um, so that's the kind of deal that the Patriots said they wanted for Sabonis. Whether or not that happens, we'll find out in the next few days. Trade line, traded line is Thursday, uh, February 10th. So that's only four days from now. Um, moving on, you talked about teams in purgatory. Let, let's talk about one that's really been in hell since they lost in seven games to the Lakers in 2000. That's the Sacramento Kings. Basically, everybody on that team has been rumored to be dealt, aside from Tyrese Halliburton. They're not in um, purgatory. They're in hell. Right, right. No, 100%. They are in hell. Um, and Let's they've be been there for 20-plus years. Uh, Harrison Barnes, De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Heald, Marvin Bagley. Uh, those are the guys that – the names that keep coming up. I mean, Buddy Heald was basically traded last offseason to the Lakers, and then the deal fell through, and, and they got Russell Westbrook instead. Um, we'll get to him in a little bit, but 
what do you what what are the Sacramento Kings doing? Um, I feel like, in my opinion, Harrison Barnes is not going to be there past Thursday. But where does he end up? What would be a good fit for him? And uh, what are your thoughts on this awful, awful team? Uh, they're going to be awful for a while. Um, this is this must be a horrible podcast to listen to because we just keep kind of going back and forth with like I don't know. Um, neither of us will ever know until it happens. Uh, the Kings are a stupid team run by stupid people who do stupid things. So we could yell at them until they're blue in the face, kind of like a lot of their uh, draft experts did in that uh, infamous video I keep bringing up in which they yes. gave them the best advice. And then the owner walked in and wanted Nick Stauskas and he could walk in and go, nah, keep this group. I like them. Or he could just be like, you know who I'm interested in trading for Bismack Biombo. I mean, like he could do whatever the hell he wants. I, right. I'm not sure they're going to get any, any like fair value. I'm stunned. They have not been able to get rid of Bagley or healed yet. Like they, they were practically out the door already. And the fact that they're still like those two guys are still playing for them is unbelievable. I like, I expect them to be gone. Is that going to happen? I don't know. Anything could happen with the Sacramento Kings, but um, I would like some smart team who knows kind of how to use them to, to pick them up. Like maybe a Boston kind of give away some crap and some picks and, and take on Bagley and, and heal um, to kind of get them to like push for, you know, better playoff seating. Not Atlanta. They're trying to get rid of dudes. Um, don't get me started on the Knicks. Like I'm trying to think of like teams that are like looking for no, that. We'll kind go of to the Knicks. Boost. Don't worry. We'll, we'll, like, we'll get to the like, Knicks a little bit. Hold on. Let me look up the standings and I'm going to tell you exactly where these, where these guys are going to go. You ready for this? I'm ready. Okay. So here are the teams that don't need that kind of push. Heat, Bulls, Cavs, Bucks, Sixers. I mean, the Cavs did a trade, but that was because they have their own injury history. The Raptors are winning despite Fred Van Vliet and a bunch of dudes. Brooklyn, no. Yeah, Boston would probably be the ones who would be looking for for a package like that. Um, like a Barnes heel uh uh I almost forgot his name. Uh, For the Celtics, uh, they would have everybody available in a trade that isn't Jason Brown or uh, or, uh, Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. Everybody else should be available in a deal like that. Charlotte, no. Hawks, no. They're looking to sell. Wizards are going to end up being sellers. I know the Knicks are going to end up being buyers. Wow, the Pacers are in 13th. Yo, they're done. They're done, though. They're getting rid of everyone. Um, So, no, not the East. I guess they're staying in the West. Uh oh, do the Mavericks bring back Harrison Barnes? And, and bring that's him? that's a rumor I've heard is that the Mavericks may look to bring him back. What Maybe the return the... for the Kings would be is unknown, but I actually yeah. like that fit. Tim Hardaway maybe out for the rest of the season. Um, they but could they don't have any assets. Harrison Barnes. That's the problem. There's the a problem. Jazz might have some picks, they might do something weird. Nuggets, no, Wolves, no, Clippers already did their thing, Lakers have no assets. Blazers are the biggest sellers in the league and they don't know it yet, but they should be, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if the Pelicans do something really stupid, like bring back funny healed and like, Oh no, we're going to buy, we're going to make that play in tournament or whatever They're, I mean, I, I honestly, like they should want to make the push that the, the wolves are doing, but except for they don't have any good players and the Blazers should be trying to tank, but the Blazers are on top of the Pelicans. That's funny. 
I don't know what the Spurs are doing because that's a no man's land. That, that's a wasteland. Uh, and the Kings can't trade with yeah. themselves. And yeah, so really not a lot of teams for those guys. That sucks. Uh, we're going to circle to one of those teams that you just mentioned, the Pelicans. Uh, not big moves really uh, uh, rumored for them yet, but they are both looking to deal Josh Hart and get guard help. Um, so do you think maybe Buddy Heald, uh, he's a guard, maybe Deerham, I don't know who they would give up for these guys. But I think Buddy Heald is a more realistic guy for the Pelicans to acquire. Um, do you think that's a fit? Potentially the way you said that was I need a wife. I don't know. She's a woman. Uh, they need guards. I don't know. He's a guard. <laughs> okay. First off, shut up. Well, don't shut up. This is a podcast. You have to do a lot of talking. I, uh, I, I, it boggles my mind that smart people making a lot more money than I'll ever see are making the decision that the Pelican should be buyers. Um, they are in the worst position I have ever seen a franchise be in which they have the, the dude, they got the guy, like the draft pick of like a 10 year yep. stretch. And he happens to just be Greg Oden and nothing they've done. Otherwise has been like of any consequence. And they're in the smallest or second smallest market. That team shouldn't exist. The franchise shouldn't exist. There's nothing they can do. They are pissing in the wind. So whatever they do will just be a fun folly because like, remember when we were all hyped up about Nikhil Alexander Walker and now he's like on the waiver wire. Yes. He's like not doing that yes. well. And like Brandon Ingram, we were like, Oh, Oh my God. He's like all-star good. And it's now he's just like, Brandon, Ingram, what are you doing there, man? Like get out. Everyone should just get out, get out of that town, get out. I mean, not new Orleans is great, but like get out of that. Like the, the, the smooth King center arena. Ugh. I'd rather be on the Kings than the Pelicans. That's how that's how wow. messed up that is. Because the Kings have a history. They can look back and say, like, we had figured this out 20 years ago when we had a different owner. And the Knicks can say the same thing. We were worth something 20 years ago with a different owner. The Pelicans will never have any owner that will ever make them any anything good. They need, like, a time machine to be like, what if we took John Morant instead of Zion? Well, there's a team, by the way, in Memphis who – uh, I watched play yesterday. This is a complete side note. My God, they're good. My God. Uh, I don't know how the Grizzlies could potentially improve at the deadline. I don't think they need to. Um, but I just need to say that, wow, they're a lot of fun to watch. Um, unlike my magic, which let's not even talk about them at all. We're done talking about the magic. Moving on, though, to the team playing the Pelicans tonight. Two names that have been rumored in a lot of trades, Eric Gordon, Christian Wood. Um the Rockets really looking to – we do have a third name that we'll get to in a second. Um, but those two guys, Eric Gordon was often linked to the Cavs. I think that is out the window with the Karis LeVert trade today. Um, my thought is Eric Gordon's not moving. Christian Wood might. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think – boy. I think, yeah, I think Eric Gordon's going, and I think Christian Wood might stay. I guess it's just okay, like the, so the, the, the odd, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I'm not quite sure who, like, I know people need Eric Gordon, like, like veteran teams are going to convince themselves. I need a veteran like Eric Gordon. Um, 
in my opinion, a team that needed that seemed to be the best fit for him was the Cavaliers, but the Carousel Vert trade basically negates the possibility of that because you would send Ricky Rubio's expiring back as part of the deal with I mean, like, That's exactly what they did with the Cavs. The Lakers could use him, and like the, Pacers. the Jazz could kind of plug him into the Joe Ingles spot. Not a great, perfect fit, but like, I don't know. This is just like a lot of like young teams that might, you know, want him. I think it's funny that I just crapped on the Pelicans. I didn't really answer your question at all beforehand. And now I'm trying to like ghost come up with trades for the Rockets. I guess it's just whoever has the best offer. Like they don't care. Like they got, they just want to get rid of whoever and, and see if they have anything with, with green and, and Porter jr. So if they can get pennies on the dollar for Gordon and they can get a half decent offer for wood, then they'll do it. I guess we'll find out who's serious enough to trade for wood. We keep mentioning the Hornets. Like, I mean, the Hornets are in a really good prime spot to like cash in some dudes and like build upon ball and bridges. The question is, are they going to like, it's a lot of like, are you going to crap or get off the pot? And I just feel like a lot of these teams are going to end up getting off the pot. I feel like there are more sellers than there are buyers. And that's not great. You kind of want more buyers. Because you can kind of convince teams it's like, oh, well, I'm getting some stuff. And now it's like a lot of teams are like, well, we got to get rid of some of these bad contracts. And it's just a lot of them looking at each other being like, oh, but do we want their bad contracts? Right. I mean, that's that's kind of where we are at. Um, and the thing that happens every year, and this is part of the, the danger of a speculation podcast, is a lot of the deals that are speculated never come to fruition. Or at least they don't come to fruition anytime soon during that speculation. Like, for instance, you might hear about deals that are being uh, worked on, in quotation marks, in the next couple of days that either never come to be or come to be in the offseason. That's uh, just the way things kind of work sometimes. And then things that you never thought would happen, happen. Players that we never thought would move, move. Um, completely random name. I'm just going to completely not pull out of my ass. Yes, I am. Uh, uh, Evan Fournier could be traded. Nobody's talked about it. doesn't make any sense. But, hey, it could happen. It happened last season. Thank God it happened last season. That second-round pick did wonders for, for the Magic. Um, but speaking of Evan Fournier, moving on to a few of the big names that oh, have been God, don't. More than likely, according to sources, Kimball Walker will not be with the Knicks past Thursday. That's fine. But Julius Randle, his name has really come up in trade talks quite a bit in the past few days. Um, there have been rumors of him going potentially to the Kings. Uh, for uh, the rumors were Harrison Barnes and I believe Bagley, but it didn't make a lot no. of sense to me. No, no, no. no. Um, it, was always, it was always De'Aaron Fox because we need to acquire every Fox. player who played for Kentucky. Oh, that's right. That's right. And when I went we to the Knicks game live, John Calipari was there. So. Um, what about Julius Randle? You're a Knicks fan. What do you? Yeah. What do you just t- tell me? How you feel? Um, there is an episode of South Park in which Christopher Reeves in a wheelchair takes stem cell babies and sucks them dry like shrimp and gains power. I feel like Tom Thibodeau does that with NBA players, where he like just drains them of their of their life force and energy and then they're just like their knees are shot by the time he's through with them i would i would trade julius randall 
I'd break his heart and everyone who bought a jersey because it's for the good of the team. You have too many good young players not getting enough minutes and too many old veteran players who are not worth their contracts. It doesn't make any sense to have on their roster Kemba Walker, Evan Fournier, Alec Burks, Derek Rose, Nerlens Noel, or Julius Randle. You need to tank. You need to get more young players and start quickly. Not Halliburton, but Toppin and RJ uh, and Mitchell Robinson, if you can just sign him again. Um, it, it actually surprised me with the Knicks because I watched the Lakers Knicks game last night. Um, oh, the OT both thriller? teams, the OT thriller, the, the, the collapse really of New York because they were up 21 at one point. Um, Our season's done. It doesn't uh, matter. Like, I, I'm over it, it. I just, I don't care anymore. It surprised me how bad these two teams are because the Knicks last year, I believe, finished fourth. Yep. Um, in the conference, overachieved. For some for some reason in my brain, they were around sixth right now. They're currently no. twelfth. They're twelfth. Um, yeah. As of as of last night, they're twelfth. They're not doing well. Um, nope. The Lakers seem to show life at the end of that game. By the way, with LeBron playing uh, like the LeBron of late, where he's people been very, figured well, us very it good. out. No one's surprised or afraid of of Randall. In the, okay, so in the way that like there's no reason for Eric Gordon to be on the roster for for Houston. And like they're thinking about getting rid of Christian Wood, who's 26. It, it, the same thing applies with the Knicks. Like, there's like a bunch of dudes who like there's no need for Kemba to be on the team anymore. They tried it, he was cheap. It it didn't work because his legs don't work. And like Tibbs wants defenders. And like our offense is in a rut, and we're not getting like the lucky three-point line defense, you know, magical abilities that we had last season. So like, yeah, just get get rid of whoever. Like, I'm not precious about whoever. Like, just just get younger. And and keep trying to get someone who can actually perform in the playoffs, which Julius Randle could not. Um, whoever he, is, there he, anyone? On, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say he he sold his soul to the devil in a weird deal. Where it was like make me great at basketball, and then the devil's like, but you didn't say postseason basketball, <laughs> and then disappeared into a puff of smoke. Now, is there anyone on the Knicks that you would say don't touch this person, don't trade them? Uh, I'm thinking R.J. Barrett's. Um, RJ Barrett's borderline for me. Is he? He needed to make is the he, leap. Is he the one that you're that if you were the GM right now, you're the least likely to trade? It's either him or quickly the least likely to trade. It's those two. Um, I mean, we wouldn't be in a position where like our offense doesn't work if we took Halliburton over Obi Toppin, which I'll I'll mention out loud every day until the day I die. Um, cause that was just fucking absolutely stupid. Um, we might have to bleep that. Well, that's, that's on you. That that's a, it's a, that's in post. They got me riled up. George is getting upset. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm like, I, I, I cannot fathom that they just don't start quickly. Um, cause like every time it's like, Oh, the bench squad's coming in and he's like, Oh, he looks great. It's like, yeah. So play him more minutes, like start him. Like, whatever like you, you need someone like that on the on the floor to start the game so like you can score points because like oh it's randall barreling his way to the basket again it's like that that doesn't work anymore like you need to give rj touches you need to let quickly like figure it out and like run point um i guess you need to play Obi top and uh just a sad pathetic joke of a team i i i'm so i i was watching the rich eisen show and he had Charles Oakley on mm-hmm. and he was like, I'm not a Knicks fan anymore ever since they like arrested you. And I like heard the stories that like, I didn't hear about the Oakley thing. And I was like, Oh my God, why do I, 
root for the Schmecky owner's team. It just got me in a real weird mood. So trade them all. I don't care. All right, trade them all. There's the ultimatum. Um, now, last night, not only did the Knicks collapse, there was a certain player on the Lakers who looks awful. Um, and that player is Russell Westbrook, one of the highest paid players in all of basketball. Uh, can he be moved? Because the, clearly Lakers fans are done with him. They were booing every time he even tried to shoot in the third and fourth quarters. Um, I believe he finished with single digit points. Uh, I don't have the stat line right in front of me, but it was not good. I know at one point he was one of eight, one of nine from the field. Uh, very rough game for him, despite the comeback for the Lakers. Is there a trade that does not involve John Wall that could move Russell Westbrook? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, apathetic enough to do Fournier Rose and Burks the money adds up and Hollinger's analysis on the ESPN trade machine has the Knicks and Lakers losing a game each so they both don't get better they both get worse by one game um LA could use the depth we need we needed a starting point guard 20 years ago um we still haven't found him might as well just put in uh this year and next year for for Russ um they lose a lot of games for us, get us a nice tasty draft pick while also selling a lot of jerseys, selling out a lot of seats. He'd be loved here. He'd play, he'd play his heart out. That's what Tibbs wants. Um, but he can't shoot and he can't play defense, so he's perfect on the Knicks. <laughs> well, there you go. Russell Westbrook to the Knicks. You heard it here first. Let's do it. Uh, Woo! Now let's get to the, the biggest name of all season when it comes to trades. The guy who should have been dealt over a year ago, but Jeremy Daryl Morey did not oh. want to trade him. Oh, but we, not we, Jeremy we, we can talk about we can talk about Jeremy Grant too. I don't know. Nah. I don't know what deal is out there for him. Um, I looked a lot at Jeremy Grant possibilities. I just don't. I don't know what the Pistons are going to do. I don't see them trading him personally uh, before Thursday. Um, Why not? Could could be wrong. They better. They're wrong before. What What do you think they could do for Jeremy Grant? Someone's going to be desperate enough to bite. Utah might be. Um, Boston might be. There's. I feel like there's a number of teams that would like convince themselves. Not that he's like bad or anything, but they would convince themselves to like kind of give up like a pretty sweet deal to Detroit. Who Detroit just needs to like double, triple down on Cade Cunningham and Sadiq Bay and Isaiah Stewart. Um, I completely agree with that last part. Yeah. I'm sure there's a team out there, but let's yeah, let's let's get to the to your uh, to your to your the dude who you were trying to set up. Uh, what is the dude I was trying to set up? Ben set up Ben Simmons. Simmons. Uh, Okay, Ben Simmons. So let's go back. Let's go back to late 2020. Uh, James Harden is traded to uh, to the Nets. A trade was also almost made. Well, not also, but very much almost uh, made between the Sixers and the Nets. But at the time, Daryl Morey did not want to give up Ben Simmons to acquire James Harden. Now, Steve Nash of the day, the Nets won't trade James Harden. I don't know if that's true or not. There's been a lot of speculation that these two guys could be dealt for each other before Thursday. What are your thoughts? I think this is the only deal for me in which Ben Simmons moves before Thursday. I am 
staring at this report that they're just going to retain him past the deadline and try again in the summer. Like when you kind of shake up, like you're painting for goal and you're like, nah, I don't like any of these rocks. Like, let me f- try to find something. Let me just, just try to keep painting for gold. Daryl Moore is going to try to keep painting for gold until he gets it. Um, God. My brain is saying there's no way he stays on the team. Cause that would be ridiculous. Cause like Joel Embiid might win MVP and you have like a 30 something million dollar hole in your roster that burning it's just a big hole and there's nothing there and you're wasting money and time and, and his precious ligaments. But my gut says he just does. There's not, there's nothing. There's no deal to be made that makes sense. And they're not in any sort of rush, which is nuts to me, but I think we've mentioned, we may have talked about it on the podcast or maybe off off air, but I didn't see a trade a couple of weeks ago for Ben Simmons. I didn't think there was any way he was going to move before the trade deadline. I thought the only way they're going to move him in this calendar year is during the off season. Maybe you work something out around the draft, but this, this talk about James Harden, I think opens up the door for a trade to be made. Um, and then, you know, every day is different as far as will he, won't he wants to be traded? Will he, won't he, you know, actually be traded uh, before the deadline? Um, this is the only deal I see that could possibly move Ben Simmons in the next four days. Granted, I could be proven completely wrong. And, and some random team comes in and the Kings give up Buddy Heald and, and De'Aaron Fox for, for uh for Simmons and random name that makes sense, kind of Seth Curry. Uh, there's so many things that could happen that I wouldn't be completely shocked if Simmons moves, but I would uh, not be surprised at all if he stays put. And the Sixers just kind of are stuck. They, they, uh... Let me just I jump in and... Him. And read because, the Woj report for you real quick. Yeah, go for a, it. A few hours ago, Warjanowski reported that Harden has told the Nets he wants to stay in Brooklyn. Um, he told management he would prefer to stay there. Kevin Durant has also asked management to retain him, so they will not deal him whatsoever. I'm guessing they made some sort of a, a, a wink-wink deal to sign him long-term, maybe with the promise that like they would trade him. Um, so that's not happening, but if if there was a Simmons trade, someone would have figured it out by now. And the fact that it hasn't happened means he's just they're calling his bluff and they're just gonna not pay him and it's gonna get real ugly for the CBA, the league, the union, precedent for the future. Like it is just Daryl Morey is so dead set on winning this. Like he will not lose. Like I just don't see him getting moved. I, I... What's sad for me is Daryl Morey needs to get to a point where he gets a good haul for him, but not a guaranteed superstar. I think we're past that point with Ben Simmons, unless a team just goes crazy. And, you know, if a Harden thing were to happen, then that would make sense. But from what you sense. just read, that's how it's going to happen. Not going to happen. Um, what, what if you just wait until there are more new all-stars to be announced? Like, oh, more all-stars. Now there's more possibilities for trade candidates. <laughs> Wink, wink, tap to head. I mean, like, well, the problem is that now you're what you're doing if you're the Sixers by not moving him and getting something 
for him is you're wasting, like you've just alluded to, an MVP, MVP season. season for Joel yeah. Embiid. Oh, yeah. That, uh, he He's at worst a top three candidate for MVP. Um, I, th- I really think that if season ended right now, he would be MVP. And, and, and you're you just have... kind of ruining whatever odds you had yeah. at winning the title, which, like, maybe they wouldn't have anyways if you have Simmons playing, but, like, the most desperate teams in the league, like the Kings or the Pelicans, like, they, they clearly aren't perfectly fit and they don't seem keen on it and it just didn't work out, whatever, based on reporting. So, like, you're going to go to the somewhat panicked, under-pressure teams? Like, I just... I, nah, he's... he's This thing is going to go on for much longer, which is... I, I kind of love the drama, but I kind of hate this story and I'm sick of talking about it. We did a podcast with my friend Justin, like, months ago, expecting something mm-hmm. that never happened, so... Well, the thing, the thing is, too, that you're, you have an asset that is dwindling in value. It is best to move him now and get something for him because somebody will give you something. You're not going to get uh, maybe an all-star for him, but you're going to get something that can help Joel Embiid rather than a guy who's just not there. You don't think Embiid has so, been yelling at front the front office to like do this? If I were him, I would be, but I... I I don't know if he has been or not. I, I mean, I, I hope he has. Like, I just, I'm like, I'm struggling to to think of a situation where a team is like, maybe his his value isn't dwindling. I don't know. Like, it kind of just seems like he's been this at the same value, which is like, you don't want him. <laughs> like, I, I don't know if he's a winner. You kind of some teams might need him if they're in a really small market, but again, we kind of went through all the small small market teams, and it's like the Thunder aren't going to take them, the Kings aren't going to take them. They say Pelicans no, Memphis no. So it's like, what is Boston giving up? It's not enough. So it's like his value's just kind of been the same ever since he didn't make that dunk, or it's just like, eh, I don't know if I need him. And so it's like, right. okay, well, you got a bad hand, Daryl Moore. You can keep waiting. I don't know, like. Eh, ugh, this is this whole thing. Daryl Morey would love a DeLorean to go back to late 2020 and make that deal for her. He would love it so much. No, Tony um, Fertitta was like, I'm not ever doing a deal with that man. That, I don't think that was ever happening. That's fair. That, that's, true. that's a good point. That's yeah. a good point. Um, so is there anybody that I didn't bring up that you think could be a trade candidate uh, by Thursday? Other than Jeremy Grant? Could, other than Jeremy. Well, we kind of talked about him a little bit. Like a dozen dudes are gonna get dealt, but they're probably just like, oh, Robin Lopez goes from the magic to the bucks, like like really small things that like don't really matter or like buyout kind of stuff. Mm. Right? Like, oh, Brooke Lopez isn't coming back. Well, let's just get his brother. I like Brooke Lopez though. He doesn't do anything for us, but I like him. Um well, there's a lot of stuff that's gonna happen this week. Or or Maybe nothing happens. We don't know. This is how the trade line works. Um, yeah, I think that's it for this episode, though. We're going to see how everything plays out this coming week. Good riddance. Thursday is the deadline. It's either going to be really underwhelming or really overwhelming. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I completely agree. There's a world where that Robin Lopez deal is the biggest deal that happens between now and Thursday. There's a world where James Harden gets dealt. No, no, it's not. So, 
I'm I'm holding out hope because I kind of want to see him dope. You want to um, bet? No, I don't want to bet. Because um, you lose that bet. No, I'm not going to bet. You but like gambling. When we come back. Well, I, I do. Shut up. When we come back next week, we'll talk about what actually happened, what that means for uh, for these new players in these new places. Um, should we make? Should we just? And this isn't basketball. You must make Super Bowl picks right now because by the time our next episode comes out, the Super Bowl will have been played. Ooh, yeah, because we're not going to record on Super Bowl Sunday, right? I don't know if we're going to record on Valentine's Day. No, because maybe we might record like Friday or Saturday Saturday before the Super Bowl. Okay. Maybe I'll make my picks then because everything in my head says Rams, but my heart says Bengals. Let's, okay. I'm not going to say what I'm thinking. Let's, this episode's going up. It's Monday. Uh, this episode's going up, so you're listening to it the day it went up or later. Maybe you're discovering us in 2025. I don't know. Um, but we're going to record Saturday, and we'll make our picks then for the Super Bowl, as well as go over what happened to the trade deadline. I think okay. that works. Does that work for you? I would be shocked if Sports Ethos kept their podcast up for another five years. That'd be awesome. Hey. Hey, it's three years. It's now 2022. So, uh, oh, God. oh my God, three years away. You're yeah, right. that's, how, that's how time works. Um, did you know? Did you know? This is a fun fact. 1997, which is a year we were both alive for. Neither of us were. I remember. Moves. We were both children. You remember that year? I remember that year. This year is as far away from 1997 as 1997 was from 1972. Stop it. So, oh my God, stop it. But think about that. I hate those. Um, I hate those so much because I remember my brother was born <laughs> in 97. I remember him being a baby. I remember the Spice Girls. I remember the X Men cartoon. Like, I was there. I remember things happening. Well, I remember my sister uh, when she was born. She's four years younger than me. Um, she was born in 92. And, uh, and I remember 92. Barely, and I'm like, oh, she's turning 30 this year. Oh my god. Um, so time. Time. Anyway, if it's 2025, guess what? I'm turning 37 this year. Anyway, what can we find you on Twitter, Jared? At Jared Russo, J A R E D R U S S O. You can find me at Jared Ross King. You plug all the you you know everybody's uh, uh, I don't handles by heart. No, I don't. You don't. I don't know their handles by heart. I know who they are. I mean, Hoopball, let's, Sports let's Ethos, Dan Bruski, not Dan Bruski, Dan Bespris, Aaron Bruski. Uh, see, you got me messed. I'm I'm just thinking about the time knife where all the timelines intersect in a time knife. I don't want to think about the time knife anymore. I shouldn't have brought it up. I might have brought it up. Um, but anyway, we'll be back. We'll have an episode up before the Super Bowl on Sunday. So you guys can listen to that. You can go over the trade deadline. You can hear who we pick and probably get wrong for our Super Bowl predictions because why wouldn't we do that? Uh, my name is Jared, and that is Jared. And uh, have a good week. We'll see you next time. Seacrest out. What was it 2002 Seacrest? 
Seacrest out. First season of American Idol? What's going on? He hosts 